0: almost lost the cup and you win it the new european champions the treble the dream come true for you Uh, i can't believe it. i can't believe it. football by the hell hey everybody welcome
1: to episode 18 of the golden boot podcast i'm chris williams i'm
0: jp rios and we have a special guest here today with us uh cade you are well first of all you're working with austin SE, right yes sir that's correct so uh, we're just gonna ask you a few questions. So let's start with how long have you been like following soccer, football? Uh, how long have you been involved in it, playing, following it? Just let us know everything. Uh, all
2: right, the whole history. So I'll get, I'll go back to freshman year of high school. Really, I played soccer since I as young as I could remember. It was always the go-to thing to do at recess for me. And finally, you know, I'd get to high school freshman year I remember this event specifically I was in the computer lab with a bunch of my teammates on the JV team and they were all talking about soccer like oh who's your favorite team you know who's your favorite player blah 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 and as a scared little freshman you know they came to me like hey who's your favorite team I didn't know anything about soccer I didn't know any teams I didn't know who they were talking about I knew Messi and Ronaldo and that was it Um, and then So like, hey, who's your favorite team? And I was thinking in my head, okay, oh my God, who's a club team? Who's a team that I could name? And I remember like five years beforehand, I got a 2008 home Liverpool jersey for Christmas. And that was the first team that popped in my head. So I just said Liverpool. And of course, they all gave me a little stick for that. Because that was when we had Suarez and Gerrard and that crazy team. Uh, You know, the fall on the floor team. And... I just picked Liverpool and it's been my team ever since. It's, you know, I've kept following them. I've stuck with them and they've become, you know, my greatest love.
1: Now yeah, that worked out pretty well for you. Um, yeah. not, not this year, but uh, a couple of years.
2: <laughs> you know, even, even Tom Brady has to take a year off from being the greatest to yeah. uh, recover and reset, you
0: know? Yeah. 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 You guys just took uh, like 20 years off, but it's <laughs> fine. No, that's okay. We did some things in between.
1: That, that's true. That's true. Okay. So now you're currently working with Austin FC. So can you tell us a little bit about your role and how you got involved
2: with that? So my role with Austin FC is the role of a community brand liaison. At least that's what it started with. Now it's called uh, just being a member of the grassroots team. And basically I'm a member. Uh, basically what I do is I'll go to events. I'll go to, let's say, you know, we'll have watch parties. We'll have, you know, community skill camps for kids. We'll have, You know, we'll go to, you know, like music festivals, events all around Austin, at least before COVID. Once COVID hit, everything kind of changed. We've been doing new things. But basically, I talk to fans, answer questions, and basically just hype up the club. Uh, As well, you know, some events, I do data collection. So we'll have, like, you know, bumper stickers, beanies, scarves, uh, anything, any little giveaways to give to fans in return. You know, you ask for their name email, all the little data collection stuff to create leads for the sales team. Uh, now with COVID, you know, it's a lot harder for my role to be involved because, you know, with all the guidelines and restrictions uh, recently, you know, governor Abbott lifted all the COVID restrict, at least the mask mandates uh, opened up all the bars and restaurants to hundred percent capacity. So I don't know how that's going to affect us and my role specifically, but I've started to see an uptick in, you know, the events I can work. Uh, we have this thing called the Verde van, which is this renovated food truck that we've turned into a, basically a mobile merchandise store. And that's basically been my main role is to work that as well as, you know, do the exact same things I did before COVID. Uh, I've been with them for about two years now, and I've, I haven't regretted it for a second. It's been so much fun to work with the team, get to know the guys in the back staff and kind of be involved with not only the sport I love most, but the city that I grew up in and our first ever professional top-tier sports team, yep. it's been like a dream. That sounds awesome, man.
0: Yeah, and just uh, just explain to us how you actually got involved, like how you managed to actually get into the team, because I know like it just started, so obviously there was going to be some need for people to be involved, but how did you mm-hmm. do that process? So it was
2: my sophomore year of college. I was home for Easter break. And my dad, I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, you know, it'd be so cool if you got involved, you know, but when you drive back up to Waco, why don't you stop by, see if you can meet someone, you know, shake your hand, hand in your resume, something like that. And so, you know, I was driving back to Waco to go back to college and I decided, you know what, let's do it. I stopped by their office, you know, it's like five minutes, five, 10 minutes from my house and I knocked on their door. It was like a, it was like a Monday afternoon, five, four or five o'clock. I would I wouldn't have been surprised if no one was there but I knocked on the door and coincidentally the guy who opened the door was the head of sales Andrew DeMario. I shook his hand, you know, introduced myself, gave my little elevator speech, handed him my resume and said, "Hey, I'd love to, you know, be involved with you guys in any way possible. You know, I'll work for free, uh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it." And he said, "Great, you know, if something opens up we'll let you know." A week later, uh, he shot me an email saying, "Hey, we have this liaison team we're starting up i'd like i'd love to interview you for the role and you know two weeks later i was sitting in that office having my first meeting with them wow
1: wow so we're gonna have to practice our elevator pitches man <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> that's awesome so uh, talking about the team now like how long has the team been in development like when did austin fc start to really become like a plan and you know, build up to having its first season now this year?
2: So Austin's always been a soccer city. We've had countless, you know, minor league teams, uh, namely the Austin Aztecs. There's been three different renditions of them, one of which moved to Orlando and became Orlando City FC. Hmm. Um, Then I believe it was 2017, 2016. I don't remember exactly. There was a movement when, you know, the MLS wanted to start expanding. They wanted to add more teams. I think they want to get to like 30, 36 at the max. Uh, I could be wrong, but there was, there was talks of Austin being one of those cities. And of course the soccer fans in the city took that instantly. They made a group called MLS to ATX. Uh, And that was kind of the first rendition of Austin FC. And, you know, the team got announced Begin or fall of 2018 you know we officially got the charter uh the mls commissioner uh, came to austin announced the team alexi lawless was there a bunch of mls personalities were there it's a huge little thing at this cool bar downtown in austin um and then you know ever since then it's been growing and growing uh you know josh wolf our head coach was announced this summer of 2019 if i remember correctly and then we've slowly been adding, you know, backroom staff, coaching staff, groundskeepers. Uh, and then we finally started signing players, The f- I think, January of 2020. We got Cecilio Dominguez and then another Paraguayan from Paraguay, of course. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've just been building the roster. Now we have, I think, like 26 players. We played our first scrimmage, I th- like, three days ago. I was talking to JP about it. And we, you know, it was against a minor league team, but it was just so great to see the players on the field playing together. They played really well. So that gets me excited for our first game against LAFC. (laughs) Of course, we played
0: LAFC in our first game. Uh, Yeah, so now, I mean, you know, I know you were sort of a FC Dallas supporter before, Mm -hmm. because uh, I'm assuming that was closer than, I don't know, Houston. Yeah. But um so my question now is how does it feel to finally have like an actual team in your hometown like how is that feeling like for you as a very big football fan
2: uh it's it's a it's a phenomenal and i mean jp you know this more than anyone i've i've been in love with austin ever since i was born there you know i'm moving back right after college uh just because you no know, i couldn't see myself anywhere else uh, but to have a fi- to finally have not just a professional soccer team, but a professional sports team, period, is huge for the city because the University of Texas has had a monopoly on the city and the sports market for forever. And that's why, you know, the NBA, NFL, uh, you know, MLB, no, no one has touched Austin when it comes to professional sports. But finally, the MLS was like, you know what, this is a market that no one has tapped into yet. Let's give them a shot. And I'm I've been over the roof ever since the announcement was made. Anyone that knows me knows how excited I am for Austin FC specifically. And I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. Every time I met, every time I meet someone around town and I mention Austin FC, I see their eyes light up. They get a big grin and they get just as excited as I do. And even in Waco, you know, on St. Patrick's Day, I was getting pizza with some friends and two guys at the bar were wearing Austin FC jerseys. And so of course, you know, we walked up, talked to them and, you know, even though these guys were from Waco, they were just as excited as I was. Uh, and so it's gonna be a huge thing, not only for Austin, but for Central Texas.
1: That's awesome that the the, the whole entire city and kind of like that area of the state has really um, reacted that way and, you know, gonna support the new team. So. In a country where football isn't really the biggest sport, and especially in Texas, where like American football, mm-hmm. baseball dominate the sports scene, uh, how do you create a true fan culture around soccer and Austin FC? Well,
2: for Austin specifically, what we want to, what we've, our, what our goal has been is to, you know, we want to be a club for the city. You'll have a lot of clubs that, you know, they'll say, oh, we represent our city, but. Really, they're just all they're all about the money, they're about the business, they're about, you know, being successful on the field, which is good, but then they kind of forget the fan culture. And you'll see that in England and Germany and France, where all these fans, you know, hold these big protests and riots for decisions and pop you know, team policies that aren't, you know, don't align with the city's values and what the fans want. But since day one, Austin has had a goal to connect all parts of our diverse city together. And you know like one of our main marketing slogans is verde listos um you know which i know doesn't translate to english very cleanly <laughs> but yeah it's yeah. been it's been kind of a rallying cry because it represents you know austin, austin's a very you know hispanic dominated city and you know we want to include all parts of you know north south east west austin together to build this team for the community and everything we do is catered towards that we make sure you know like one example is the Verde van. We always make sure to have the locations of the Verde van sprinkled around the city. So maybe one weekend we'll go to North Austin and then South Austin. Uh, next weekend we'll go to West Austin, then Leander. Uh, East Austin, then Buda. Like we we'll, we always make sure to have an outreach somewhere in the
0: city. Yeah, so <clears throat> like you talked a little bit about uh, Josh Wolf and like the mm-hmm. new sightings, but what like what exactly do you feel about how, how the squad is lining up? And I mean, I know Josh Wolf has some experience in the MLS, and we all mm-hmm. know that Claudio Reyna, as a sporting director, has a lot of experience in Europe. I mean, his son right now is one of the best players that Dortmund have. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel? Like, what are your feelings towards the management of the club right now?
2: I think the I, I think the management's done fantastic so far. Uh, being the soccer fan that I am, I love transfers I love the transfer rumors I love all that drama and you know I you know as a beginning club you're not going to expect us to make huge signings I know we were linked with Chitarito before he went to the Galaxy we were linked with Miguel Layún over winter break and that hasn't happened yet Um, I don't know if it will or if it won't but it'd be cool if it did Um, but I'm 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 very excited for what the team is looking like we have a lot of young prospects a lot of guys who are looking to prove themselves and have already proven themselves both in the MLS and abroad. And now they have this chance to be, you know, the starter for this brand new club and to really make their name. But not only that, we have players like Matt Bessler, Nick Lima, Tomas Pochettino, these experienced guys who have proven themselves time and time again, both for their you know, clubs and for the national teams. So I think, you know, Josh Wolfe and Claudia Reyna have done a fantastic job blending in these young talents with some experienced stars that can really lead them and show them the ropes of the MLS. Um, You know, in terms of tactics and how we're going to try to play, I have no idea. That's not my job. (laughs) My job is to support the team and however we do. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know if we'll get top table, if we'll win the MLS Cup, but, you know, I'd be happy with however we finish as long as it's not last.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so kind of building off of that a little bit, um, what are your thoughts about the first friendlies that the club has played and Mm -hmm. um, like about like the draft picks? Because I know the MLS draft is a big thing.
2: Well, the MLS draft is such a fantastic opportunity. Uh, You know, that's how we got guys like uh, Matt Bessler and Nick Lima. Uh, But also, you know, taking these young players from college harps back to what I said earlier about, you know, these young up and coming players who, have proven themselves in the college game, have done fantastic, and now want to prove themselves in the next level. And this is the perfect opportunity for them. Um, I'm sorry, what was, the, what was the first half of that question? Uh, about like the first yeah, friendlies,
1: like what are your thoughts on that so far?
2: Uh, I'm just excited to hear about the results and hopefully even see some highlights too. I know the most recent friendly, we won 5-1 against OKC Energy, a USL club. And, you know, albeit being a USL club, we shouldn't take too much merit out of that. But for our first friendly, I'm thrilled about how we did. I know Austin FC just posted something on Instagram with their highlights, so I plan to watch that later. But I know we're going to play Dallas, Houston, maybe in, maybe another UCL club or, or Not UCL, sorry, USL <laughs> club or two. Uh, oh, gee, I hope we don't play a Champions League team. That would <laughs> kick our butts. But – you know, our, I'm excited for our friendlies. It's, about, it's a lot of local teams, a lot of teams from Texas and, this, you know, nearby states. Uh, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to when we play FC Dallas and Houston because, you know, that's going to be our first real test of character to see how well these young players and this team is going to mesh against, you know, the, the competition they're going to face this season.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, you mentioned it a little bit right now, but mm-hmm. I wanted to ask – if Austin FC, tomorrow, today, whatever you want, they play against Liverpool, mm-hmm. where's your heart at? Because <laughs> we know, uh, we know what, where the scoreboard is probably going to be. At the yeah. Games, but where's your heart?
2: Uh, I've honestly never thought about this because the only – there's only two situations in which they would play is if, actually three. You know, one, the International Champions Cup. Or the Club World Cup, whatever you want to call it, which I don't, I'll, I'll, I fully expect us to get there at some point. You know, might be 20 years from now, but we'll get there. Uh, either that, just some random friendly, or that International Champions Cup that they always host every summer. Um, you know, if, if Austin FC plays Liverpool, <sighs> pro- I'd probably go for Austin FC, to be honest. I think you have to. Because I, I feel like I would, because as much as I love Liverpool and, you know, I, I have scarves and flags and jerseys in my in my room and on my person, you know, I have to cheer for my city. I, I can't not cheer for my city.
1: Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. So um, uh, what is your overall prediction for the season for Austin FC? And, uh, you know, just what you, what are you expecting to see from the team in this inaugural season?
2: Overall, I'm expecting them to fight. I'm expecting them to work their hearts out on the field, you know, whether it works out or it doesn't, I'm not going to be too angry about, you know, I like, I'm, I don't want us to be, you know, the laughingstock of the league. I don't want us to lose all of our games. I want us to, you know, I've, I've talked about this with my roommates before. They're all huge soccer fans too. And, you know, I, I'd be happy with a mid table finish to be honest for a new team with players like this, you know, We've seen in the past in the MLS, like Atlanta United, who's been phenomenal from the get-go, LAFC, who's been phenomenal, and then teams like Minnesota, who's taken two or three years, but now they're challenging, you know, game in, game out against any competition they're, they're thrown against. Um, and then you have other teams like New York City, Orlando City, who have still have yet to kind of hit that mark of, you know, new team, powerhouse, fighting day in, day out for those top spots. Um. You know, I I hope, you know, if we end up like Minnesota and we have to kind of struggle for a year or two, that's perfectly okay. My full predictions for this season, I say we finish mid-table and we squeak into the playoffs as a dark horse favorite.
0: (laughs) So lastly, last question, Um, Mm -hmm. when exactly are you going to meet Matthew McConaughey and introduce him to us?
2: Yes, most importantly. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull some strings right now. Uh, I haven't. I've never actually seen McConaughey at any of the events I've worked besides when Josh Wolf was announced. Um, you know, I'm trying to. You know, hopefully this summer when we start playing games, our first game is April seventeenth. Tune in to watch that. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully at the watch party there, maybe he'll make an appearance, and him and I will become best friends then. What, once what, that happens i'll shoot you a text
1: what does he call himself the minister of culture or something mm-hmm. like that i believe so that
0: is so cool that, that is the editor-in-chief, of- <laughs> the editor-in-chief, <laughs> the editor-in-chief
2: minister of culture he's that for us and for the university of texas and he's been a phenomenal you know part of our club part of our culture and he's he's really led the charge in you know Verde listos you know, city <laughs> one club for one city the city is the club the club is the city uh, and I'm I'm so glad he's he's kind of helped he's helped the club be more than just a soccer team.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, actually last question. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think right now? Let's leave Austin aside. Liverpool's chances against Madrid. It's it's your replay of the final. What what do you think is going to happen? The first thing, though, I I don't
2: Liverpool don't play for three weeks. We have a three week gap right now. And so what I'm hoping is for over these three weeks, we'll get one of our starting center backs back or Nat Phillips and Ozan Kabak become best friends and learn to speak the same language. Um, Because, you you know, all of our players, they need rest. They've been worn out. They barely had a break over the summer because of COVID. And to play at such a high level for so long, uh, you know, it's understandable that we were going to drop off. I never had any expectations for us to challenge again this season. But, you know, when it comes against Madrid, I, I, I could see us pulling it out. We have to keep it close when we play the first leg in Madrid. Um, but, you know, if our back line can sort themselves out and, you know, our front three can, you know, learn to play together again, they can stop being selfish. I, I don't see why we can't beat him. You know, people are counting us out already. Yeah, this is a new team, baby. This is a new <laughs> team for We've got a better goalie. <laughs> thank I mean, God.
1: I mean he's got a point. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you, learning about Austin FC, and hopefully, you know, you guys see some success this season.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I can't wait to see our team grow the legend.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But thank you guys once again for listening. I'm Chris Williams.
2: I'm JP Rios.
1: And we'll see you next time. Have and a good listos. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> <They're listos. laughs>
1: right, have a good week, everybody.